This is the one with splooge plants. Tons of Terry Nationisms. The plot of the dead planet. And yet another invisible alien. It's called Planet of the Daleks. Here, Here we go! We're embarking on a voyage all through time and all through space. Counting Daleks, Dalen, Ood, and the Cybertronic race. Antarans look like taters, and Silurians all have wonky scales. And the Doctor has a TARDIS. We're reviewing all his tales. Who back when? Reviewing all of who there is. Who back when? Subscribe and rate on iTunes, please. Episode by episode, we're trudging down this temporal. Come join us on this odyssey. What other choice could there be than who back when? Who back when? Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode. Episode C068 of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or Doc Past. Correctamundo. Well, I- at what point? At what point? Let's just stop there. No, why? At, at what point? <laughs> We've only just started. Do you think that all of the other Doctor Who podcasts will start yeah. calling themselves Doc Past? I don't know. They should. They all should. You should email them all. As long as they give us credit. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ponkin, and in front of me today in the uh, Who Back When studio is none other than Nicolaley. Hello. Sorry to start off so incredulously. <laughs> How you doing, Nick? Yeah, really good, really good. It's been a little bit of an extended break for us. It uh, has, yeah. Because of Christmas and illnesses and Australian flus and the like. Oh, Australian flus? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the same, it's like the normal flu, just upside down. <laughs> That's not a flu. This is a flu. (laughs) Sorry, that was terrible. Well, today we are having a look at Planet of the Daleks, which seemed really familiar to me. (laughs) You alluded to that in the intro there. Um, So the the rough plot being essentially the Daleks. The Daleks. Yeah, pretty much. Which makes sense because, you know, this one's full of Daleks, that one's full of Daleks. Daleks. Pretty much. It's also written by Terry Nation. Yep. It is the first time that he has written a serial since 1965. We are now in 1973. Well, wasn't um, T-Dix and Barry, uh, T-Dix a screen, uh, a, a script writer he? on this as well? Oh, was he? Yeah. I think I saw that on IMDb, on, at least on the first episode, he was credited as script writer. Script writer? Yeah. Editor or something. No, no, script writer and Barry Letts was a showrunner stroke producer. Producer. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay, so before we get too deep into that, how about we do a B-Scout, just to clarify for Podcast Land what this is about. Let's. Time for us to synopsize, lurbify and summarize, so take a view and grab a brief and listen to this overview, this free-for-all, we like to call a bite-sized chunk of who. Bite-sized chunk of who. Hey, do you remember that classic Hotnall cereal, The Daleks? Yeah. That, but with Beja Thals. B-Scout over, you are welcome. So that nicely clarifies everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, it goes without saying, if you haven't listened to or the review of the Dalek, just do that. Just do it. And uh, while you're at it, listen to... That's that's one that I did with Flaps. Yeah. But the, it's the second ever Doctor Who serial. But there's also a remake of that with Peter Cushing that you were on, I think. Yes. Uh, and Which is called Doctor Who and the Daleks. Yes, and yeah, then we, no, or at least I was on the invasion. Oh, were well, you only on the invasion? I think I was only on the invasion, and then you and Rory, I think, Ah, did. bingo bongo. Yeah. All right, so listen to that one. Sorry, I'm getting my Cushing's mixed up. Uh, yeah, listen to that one as well, uh, and or watch it, because it's hilarious. But take frequent breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a question to start us off with? <laughs> if you don't have a question, then this whole thing falls apart. No, don't say that. I have loads of questions. Okay, start us off. So, molten ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the running joke on Who Back When, uh, well, one of the running jokes is is Drew is impossibly well-researched and he has all the notes. Yeah. Leon does well. I've never written down a single note. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely made the mental note <laughs> of molten ice. Okay. Because it's, to me... That's water? Yes! <laughs> molten ice pool. Like all oh, this molten ice, it's just fucking water. What I feel like there's a scene in like a conversation between the doctor and Thal number three, yeah. in which the doctor explains the concept of this liquid ice, this molten no, ice. No, 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 he does. It's like it's not quite ice; it's something else. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's really no, incredibly, in it, like inadequately, yeah. says it's like oh, it's kind of like a. It's just before ice or whatever. It's like, it's still is water, that he, motherfucker. Is that what he says? Something like that. Oh, I remember thinking bullshit. this is just not a thing, right? It's an allotrope of ice. A what? But it's a form of ice that never gets hard. Unless I have fundamentally misunderstood the word molten. <laughs> <laughs> or ice. One of the two. Write <laughs> <laughs> <Or laughs> <both>. in. Write <laughs> in, podcast land, and let us know. Have we misunderstood ice? <laughs> it's just water or it's ice. <laughs> like a volcano. Yeah, but instead of instead of white hot lava, this erupts with molten ice. I found the question that I wanted to ask. By the way, if you, if, 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 <laughs> you didn't answer my question. No, I didn't answer. I'm sorry. I didn't think that this was ice. As in, I didn't think that this was water. That's <laughs> shit. They no. keep saying molten ice constantly. I felt like this was some other substance that's really really cold, or some other chemical really really cold. It's deep down inside this planet. Whatever, no, you know. molten fucking ice. Okay. Right? At this point, I probably will have spliced in an audio, a sound bite of the doctor confirming, co- corroborating this. Fuck you, doctor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> second thing. Okay. Right? So you have an impossible space army, platoons and. Yeah. Battalions and brigades, right? Gotcha. And they need to be put on ice. I'm 100% on board. Uh, oh, I think maybe you're about to ask the same question I'm about to ask. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. So they need to put it on ice. You find a planet that is mostly ice. Really cold. Really cold. Yeah. Molten ice, if that's a thing, let's just, you know, entertain that for a second. Why then build a fridge? <laughs> so <laughs> That it- seems to work independently of the molten ice. I'm not 100% sure I can answer that question, but possibly <laughs> the answer to my question will also answer yours. So here's what I wrote. Why would the ice volcano put the Daleks in suspended animation when just dipping their Dalek toes in it killed them instantly? I'm gonna... Um, do you want? You lost me at ice volcano. But you... you <laughs> But you get what I'm saying, right? Yes. So there's that scene where the Doctor and the Thals, they're, they're, sort of, they're just pushing a couple of Daleks, or three Daleks maybe even, into, fucking thing. into like a puddle yeah. of this ice water. <laughs> and they just die immediately. The Thal opens one of the Dalek shells and says it must have died instantly from the shock of the cold. Literally just by, like, its little wheels touch now, the ice. Well, see, what I would say yeah. is that if, if shock was the explanation... Yeah. Then the Daleks that were slowly waking up might not have experienced shock because they were because they were quite still cold. quite cold. Yes. All right. So okay, fine. Right. I can dig it. There's this. Yeah, but <laughs> but like okay, so they're back on ice. Cool. So here's the thing then, and, the, and the, I can explain the fridge to you. Right. Hit me. I've got. I dude. Yes. I know why they got a fridge. Yes. All right. So here's the thing. Right. It's way too cold inside the planet. If they were to ever utilize it, whichever Dalek starts it off, he's going to die. Because it's going to be a shock to that dude. No, 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 no. So no. instead they build a fridge to like gradually freeze them down and to control it. Being, to control it. Being like beings that have, you know, mastered all of space and time. Yeah. And 
you know, traversed galaxies. I'm with you. Could they not, <laughs> like, divert or use yeah. that particular geothermic property to power some sort of... Ra- Do you know what I'm saying? No. The, uh... <laughs> no, no, cool. No, fridge. So the... <laughs> Such a cock. <laughs> so the fridge allows them to really control it, right? It, oh, you right, know, yes, they yes. have a thermostat, whereas the other one is like the, the equivalent of a thermostat is how big a hole in the, the core of this planet do we make? Like how, how close to the puddle do we go? Mm-hmm. I feel like For all we know, maybe they used some of the planet's ice water to course through their fridge. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you don't know that. No, don't true. be so quick to judge, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So... All your, your, all your many, many battalion, you know, your thousands of, of Daleks are back on ice. Yeah. There is no solution to this? Nope. Oh, you mean like heat, it up, heat them up again? Yeah. Don't they say that they will? Doesn't the Supreme Dalek, the Dalek Supreme, sorry, doesn't he, sounds like a Pizza Hut menu option. Although actually, is one of the intimations that isn't well, that isn't taught, because you know when the bacterium is released? Yeah. Oh, I forgot, say, about, I forgot about the bacteria. Wait, about the, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That, I feel like Terry Nation forgot about the bacteria. Well, either that, or they were very clever and okay. thought this is the full circle. So the the Daleks there are trapped on ice. There's no one that can ever retrieve them because the Supreme Dalek and the other Blackie Daleks will be infected, I'm, and and anyone that comes to the planet. But they haven't been infected. I think. I think no one can go into the lab without. I, well, without prepping it, basically. Like, the lab is now contaminated. Mm. That doesn't include the dudes in the basement who are now on ice. And it doesn't include the Supreme, who's now on the surface. Okay, but what the about open. the splooge? The splooge is also... Wait, the splooge as in the plants or the splooge? Plant. They're fine. I reckon they're fine. Because that's, that's really the reason why the bacteria is contained. Because don't they say, we will kill every biological organism on this entire planet? That includes the splooge plants, oh. right? And it also includes the invisible dudes yeah. and everyone, right? So unless they've been inoculated and no one has been inoculated because they didn't think to take precautions. Like <laughs> we're going to have this doomsday device under a little plexiglass <laughs> lid. Great, great work, Daleks. Another question. All right, let's hear it. So they've developed the technology from these aliens somehow to become invisible. That's one of my questions. Well, go and hit me. No, that's my question. Daleks can go invisible now? No. Well, this is it. Oh. So- <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> no. Well, this so this planet was some sort of like incubator for this technology that never made it off the planet. Oh, I see what you're saying. So this this army would have been invisible and unstoppable yeah. because apparently cloaking is the only thing keeping them back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they can travel through time, but that wasn't enough godlike <laughs> they also need to be invisible <laughs> but they have also lost the ability to travel through time because it's inconvenient to the plot right yeah quite uh, but they, so so they they would have been invisible my point was as soon as the technology works yeah why did they need to bring the battalions to the technology to the lab rather than take the technology I see what you're saying. Yeah, why didn't they transmit or whatever the code or, or whatever fucking why why have a plan uh, why have 10,000, was it? Why have 10,000? Ten, tens of thousands. Tens of thousands of Daleks on this one planet. Like, why, why, have, ten, why have an army in your lab, is what your question yeah, is. Yeah, no, right? so you've developed a, a, a great Separate weapon. the two. Yeah, why? Put the m- m- soldiers, the military on a ship or something, or a different planet. Or, or why would you need to bring them at all, like, unless they need equipping in some way? But surely, basically, 
that might be if it, you've actually. done research and development you're not then like, that's enough that's enough then yeah. now you have the technology and cool so you've got the knowledge you can transmit it via some you know subspace bullshit do you think there's like some really heinous spiridon body horror thing behind it it's like we can only prep Daleks on the planet because we just shove a catheter into a Spyridon and we need to like constantly have a Dalek hooked up to one of these. That is not expressly said in any way. Could be, though. Could be. But then that's a finite technology in general. That's so, true. But they talk about it as if, like, you know, we've done the experiment, we're good, we can do, we've got, we can do this now. Almost, almost like some sort of, uh, you know, a, a finite supply of aliens that allow you to travel between dimensions in a different franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, (laughs) that franchise will uh, become one. Will be unnamed. Yeah, (laughs) discover it for yourself. Ugh, whatever. Uh, Sorry, you were saying. I apologize. Well, I was just thinking. Yeah, so that seemed like a bit of a flaw to me. The planet of the Daleks didn't need to really exist, unless, of course, it was. But then, at that point, if it was finite, then they would run out of it. Yeah. Well, maybe they had. They figured. I mean, this is a massive retcon, yeah. right? The, uh, and kudos for picking up on this. I didn't even think about it, but now I'm thinking, well, fuck you, Terry Nation. <laughs> the, the, it, it, it is possible, though, through retcon to say that they only estimated that they would have tens of thousands worth of Spiridon fluids or whatever it is that they, you know, that they are siphoning off this planet or off the population of this planet in order to render their own kind invisible. And therefore, that's why they had tens of thousands of dollars there, just waiting to become invisible. So whilst I, I approve of your moxie, yeah. I will reject the retcon. You know what? I'm going to reject it as well now. Yeah. Because they turned the whole metal casing invisible, not just the... Yeah. Yeah. Unless... <laughs> no, stop, stop with it, unless. <laughs> unless. unless. Okay, Spyridon, catheter, right into the Spyridon. Other end goes into spray can. Spray down the metal casing. No. Could be, though. I guess it could be. Perfect right <laughs> All right, another question. Okay, let's hear it. So you enslave an entire race of people or entire species. Sure, it's Thursday. Spyridons. Why do you have to keep rubbing it in their face like, Spyridon slave workers? <laughs> just call them workers. Mate, they ain't got a choice. You don't have to keep... Yeah, this is just Daleks, isn't it? <laughs> Spyridon slaves. All right. Daleks. Fucking, what do you mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> really mean, Dalek 347. <laughs> There's absolutely no need. <laughs> Daleks are dicks. Yeah. Also, what do you think happens on this Dalek Supreme Council? A lot of shouting, that's that's for sure. A lot of screeching, but like, what do you think that agenda looks like? <laughs> what distinguishes one Dalek as supreme over another? Uh, paint job. But is it literally just like, we will select one Dalek... You're now going to be the supreme Dalek. Done. No, no, no. Like it's mathematically, the, the, every two hundred seventy-three thousand no, Daleks. It is the Dalek most on fleek. But he didn't choose this, or she, or she, or she didn't choose that. Unless gold. they did. Unless that is the test. <gasps> that they, you, you all go. Away I feel and, like that's something that gets a Dalek killed. <laughs> like killed. you are way too fashionable, Dalek three four seven. Or, or, or just like they're so breathtaking. <laughs> you are. Supreme. Because <laughs> that was the best. Oh, having said that, right? Looked beautiful. Yeah, Dalek I agree. Supreme. The other Daleks looked drab. I wasn't a fan of all the blinking lights on the Supreme. Yeah, no, well, I get that. maybe a few too many Daleks. I don't know whether, what, you know, if you, any of you guys picked up on this, but the fucking production was, like, specifically bad. 
Like they were really, like, they were like, like missing bits of panel and like oh the Daleks, bit. yeah, or, on Daleks are pretty particular. I have a bit of trivia about that. Okay, I didn't notice it with the Supreme, but I inconveniently did not copy this bit of trivia off IMDb or Tardis Wiki or wherever. The script called for a different number of Daleks than the production had mm. at their disposal, so they made a whole bunch out of wood as opposed to a, like well, properly metal be, ones. That might be it. So a lot of the Daleks, I, re- I read that before I watched the serial, and I really kept an eye out, thinking like, oh, which one's the wooden one? Which one? And I couldn't tell the difference. Oh, see, I was like, that one looks shit. <laughs> That'll <laughs> probably have been one of the sort of slapdash wooden yeah, ones. There you go, then. That explains it. I, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. But I would love to see a Dalek council meeting. <laughs> it's like... The bins need to be collected on Thursdays. <laughs> Not the green bin, the blue one. <laughs> Agenda item four, where will the corporate retreat be? Scream Island. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Can we take Center a... Centre Parks. <laughs> Can we take a step back and just talk about the obvious rip-off here? Terry Nation, he wrote The Daleks, second serial. Go, goes and writes a whole bunch of other serials, including, I think, the last one that he wrote was The Gunslingers that you and I reviewed. Great, great serial. Yeah. Like, eight years later or whatever it was I said before, <laughs> he comes back and he rewrites The Daleks. Mm. It is, yet again, they're going to Scarrow. Uh, he, I mean, he even references, I came to this planet sure. once before. Like, yeah, when you did the same thing. I mean, they're not on Scarrow. Uh, no, sorry, they're not on Scarrow. So he did the same thing on Scarrow on before. Scarrow, he right. shows up. He joins the Thal. He references the fact that they were on Sky. There's a Dalek city there. They have to infiltrate it. I might be getting my Hartnell and Cushing stories mixed up, but they go through, like, the effectively the sewage system. There's, like, a water outlet or something. Yeah. They go in there to get into the, whatever, the Dalek city. Here they go through the freezy, the freezer cavern yeah. tunnel thingy. It's the same shtick. And he also borrows heavily from the other one, the, the Cushing one that, that uh, you were on the review of, the, um, the invasion. Dalek Invasion of Earth, thank you. Yeah. You know, where they have to infiltrate the, the base of operations by pretending to be slaves. Yeah. Here, they pretend to be slaves by putting on the purple furs. Yeah. So it's the same thing again. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it is very similar. Sorry, no, they didn't pretend to be... It was they pretended to be the... Not the Cybermen, the guys... The, the, Do you remember the dudes like with like the human sun- slaves? Yeah, the human slaves with with like their their brains had been electrified yeah, and they the had auton- I don't know. Something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. yeah, it's the same shtick again. So it's Terry Nation rewriting one point five of his prior Dalek stories. Was there any bacterial splooge? That's new. That's a good question. Possibly not. That I might mean, be new. It didn't seem to make loads of sense to me, but but okay. So I said before I forgot about the splooge, the bacterial splooge. What happened to the bacterial splooge? I don't know, man. Did they literally just go, oh, someone took the lid off, abandon idea. Abandon the biggest plot line. <laughs> yes. I don't know. And the weird, like, squirty flowers. Man, mm. the production team fucking loved those. Yeah, they definitely did. Yeah, that's a good point. They had the thing, she was turning into whatever. Like, she was being caked in that stuff. Yeah. Joe, what do you think of Joe in this one? So, there is one scene that was actually very good. Oh, which one's that? Um, her and the other... One Co- Coffee latte? <laughs> no, the, the, yeah, the, one of the beige-suited... Yeah. Latte? Is that, actually, is that, his, name is is that his name is Latep, but I, oh, yeah. I thought they were saying latte. latte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the tender, the, the bit about the suicide mission, 
she's saying, oh, the the Dalek Supreme's spacecraft has turned up. Yeah. And she's saying, look, now there's a way out. You have hope. Yes. And he's saying, well, actually, hope might be bad for us because we have actually done a load of things up till now with the express intention that we didn't have hope. We took risks. We, we, you know, people died. It's kind of a 50-50, though, because are you going to do better if you have nothing to lose or if you have something to fight for? Well, I mean, the thing, I think the, the, the point he's making is, be that as it may, they chose a thing. Yeah. Thinking this is a suicide mission and now it's not a suicide mission. Yeah. So in retrospect... So maybe we could give up and just fly home now, basically. No, no, I'm risk. saying, he's saying in retrospect, some of the things they've done up to this point... Yeah. ...that have caused people's deaths and, you know, whatever, we didn't have to do. So actually, this might be... Quite, oh, I see, you yeah. Know? Yeah, no, I agree. There's a profundity there that I hadn't even considered. Yeah, well, I, that's the thing. I found that little exchange actually very profound. Then I found the shoehorning of the romance. Oh. It was so bad. But I'm so pleased that she didn't fall for it. Café Lance 100% tries to Vicky No Pants Joe. And she does not allow herself to be Vicky No Pants. Vicky No Pants. For those of you out there in podcast land who are not familiar with Vicky No Pants, Vicky was one of the prior. Oh yeah, Victoria. Yeah, uh, no, d- different. Oh, uh, different. The one who introduces herself as V I C K I Vicky. No surname. The first time we see her, we see her pants. Hence, for some reason, we started calling her Vicky No Pants. Right. There's a screenshot of that on whoback1.com. Anyway, the uh, she was incredibly annoying and at a certain point in her tenure as companion it was her time to go right and the way that they did that was in i want to say the myth makers she falls in love with some trojan dude can't remember it was probably like someone super important to the the whole myth (laughs) i can't remember who it was i can't remember but she is in troy she just falls in love with this dude over the course of i'm gonna say 36 hours and decides i'm gonna stay here and then she stays there and I'm guessing the second Hartnell left Troy, she went, oh, shit, they don't have electric toothbrushes. Oh, shit, they don't have lights. Oh, shit, what have I done? <laughs> hey, guys, you want to watch the new series of Black Mirror? Oh, we don't have that. We do have the bubonic plague, though, if that's okay. <laughs> that's really fun to watch. But yeah, anyway, so this seemed like they were, they were going for that as well, because they had... You well, know. the thing that I still find... So if this is a better iteration of that, like, then she, she saw through, whatever. Yeah. She still considered it quite long and hard. And then in the TARDIS showed remorse, you know, sort of remorse and regret for turning him down. Yeah, but then the Doctor just goes, there are tons of places to go to. And the smile that grows on her face is just like, I never thought about it like that. Still, like, but like, how have, how did... What about cafe latte yeah what what in all of their exchanges seemed uh you know tender or romantic or anything i didn't even see that coming when he was like i found someone to live for and it's like hey when yeah that's bullshit (laughs) how how long a time span does this episode or this serial cover it's not even 45 minutes yeah it's not it's not even a day right yeah it's basically it's as long a time as it takes to watch it oh no plus one night they do spend one night yeah so fine, yeah, okay, call it 24 hours, tops. It's a holiday romance, right? You don't fucking stay in Greece or wherever. And you, well, you don't go, I found someone to change my entire life for. By the way, I don't even know your surname. It's absurd that we speak the same language. You don't know. 
I'm a member of the KKK when I'm not a Thal. Like, she has no idea. He could be a terrible person. I like the idea that on Thal, yep. uh, on Scaro, yeah. uh, the KKK are just like a different, they're just into knitting, knitting, knitting. Dude, they are all, <laughs> like, the only Thals we see are blonde. <laughs> blonde white people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. What's that about? Actually, we talk about this in in our original review of the, the Daleks as well. Like, they're all, well, I mean, it's a black and white serial, but mm. like it, it seemed, I need to re-listen to that one, but I, as I recall, it seemed as though they all had white hair. Uh, Which would probably be blonde, right? Well, either that or like wigs or whatever. Then in the Cushing film, I want to say they have white hair, but they also have sort of greenish skin. Well, they they all look like they're like straight out of a David Bowie music video. Why are they all in the beigest of like <laughs> astronaut suits? They're great, though, aren't they? Yeah, it's, it's camouflage of- for a different planet. <laughs> <laughs> The Planet of Foundation. (laughs) (laughs) That would be perfect camouflage for the Planet of Foundation. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They they just came from a mission on the Planet of Foundation. (laughs) Didn't have time to change. Orbiting Rimmel. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're worth it. I don't know what Rimmel's tagline is. Uh, (laughs) Is that the London look? I'm pretty sure that's it. I don't know. Mirimu, <laughs> our Instagram manager. Hello. What is the tagline of the uh, company Rimmel? Get the London look. Boom. Oh, nice in my face. Rimmel, I hope you're listening. Sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the most left field fucking <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. This week's Who Back When brought to you by Maybelline. <laughs> like, no, no, fuck Maybelline. Rimmel is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Spiridons. Oh, okay, wait. No, 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 go. Well, I feel like there's still more to say about Joe here. There's some Dalek serial in which, I can't remember if it's the Doctor, it might be Stephen, actually, has taken ill, and some companion just goes out willy-nilly thinking, yeah, I'll probably find a cure out there. Yeah, she does that. Joe shit. does that here. Okay, there's more. Okay, I forgot there's about There's definitely this. stuff to talk about here, I forgot here, about man. this whole fucking first episode bit, yeah. right? And actually, we've got loads to fucking talk about. Oh, God, yeah. how are we going to pack this in? Okay, right. we're, we're going to do it. We're going to so do it. So let's do this real quick, right? Go for so, it. So, um, pop out bed is wicked. Yeah. Oh, that's my, literally my full, full first note. Pull out bed. This is a small TARDIS. Yes. But still, awesome. It, right? it, I yeah. like the pull out bed. Uh, Does it make you feel like it's on a cruise ship? Like a little, like it's all, you know, yeah, maximize like a, the space. Like a Murphy bed. But... Well, our bed is cool. Awesome. Yeah. Where are all your fucking linens? Oh, but there are. they've got a whole Ikea set there. Did you see that? Like, they've literally taken the bedroom set from some other show. <laughs> just yeah. plonked it on Which the Which is fine. No, but like, so, whilst he's ill and he's apparently... How, how is his body temperature lower than zero? How is that possible? Dude, he's alien. He's Gallifreyan. Just... Live with it. Right, fine. Okay, so you're going to use a blanket. The only blanket you have is his own fucking coat. She just doesn't know which drawer to look in. I mean, just start pulling it. But the, she doesn't. The log- she figures there are, there's a greater chance of encountering blankets out there. And you know what? She's not wrong because she goes out and she meets an expert in a very specific type of terrinationism. This is the soundbite episode one, 13 minutes in. I'm qualified in space medicine. I'll do what I can. Space medicine. Yeah. What the... That's the epitome of Terry Nationism. That's like, well, you know, put space ahead of it. That makes it sci-fi. Why wouldn't I you love just, it? Why I wouldn't love you just it? say medicine? But it, no, but it's a very specific kind of medicine. Why? It's space medicine. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> 
We don't do that. It it's means like that it's underwater from the fu- medicine. Yeah, mountaintop would... medicine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, oh, did you did you bruise your knee? Here, have a space plaster. You know, like you know what I'm like. This is what Terry Nation did. He put space ahead of everything. He talked about the space security agency in the Daleks in the original Terry Nation serial, The Daleks with William Hartnell. They f- they see the Dalek city and they refer to it as a space city. Why? Because it's a city in space. All space. Don't ask questions, All Nick. All cities. La 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 la. Fingers and ears can't hear you. All cities are cities in space. Nope, nope. You're All wrong. All medicine is space medicine. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Ask Terry Nation. You're a hundred percent. If like, so you're in the Sahara, right? Yeah. And you fall off your camel, right? <laughs> and you, you've you've hurt yourself, and someone goes, oh, "I'm a doctor," and you're like, "No, no, no. I need, I a, need desert a desert doctor." doctor. <laughs> That's great. Could you specify what kind of doctor you are, please? Yeah. <laughs> you city doctor, desert doctor. <laughs> what desert? Gobi desert. So which desert? <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> Woman goes into labour on a plane. <laughs> Do we have an airplane doctor? <laughs> oh, we could take this joke really far. Yeah, we could. <laughs> okay. Right. So okay, yeah. all those things are shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tons of them. T- tons Apart of these from two. the bed, the bed is wicked. Okay, I'm into the bed. Okay, it just made me feel like the t- the TARDIS is actually tiny. Like it feels yeah. like it's really just this one room. Mm, yeah, I I can get that. Almost this one. I mean, room. I I chose to sort of say that this was just like a convenient bit to to pop him down. Well, right? you have an extra bedroom. Yeah, but he, could, your, he couldn't stumble his way there, right? Um, yeah, yeah okay. maybe he does. Sure, but okay, a couple of things. He sends a telepathic message to the Time Lords. Yes. And they do... Nothing. Literally nothing. Does it ever reach them? I have no idea why I'm doing it the first place. As a writer, why? This is a good thing to talk about. All the different plot lines that went nowhere. Telepathic message to Time Lords. Nowhere. Uh, here, Joe, have this recorder and, and record stuff on it. No reason. Nowhere. <laughs> no reason whatsoever. I swear to God, I thought in episode one when that came up. It's like, like well, oh shit, this, this is Chekhov's recorder. This is going to show up later on. He's going to hear her say something very important on the record and that's going to help him or something. Mm. Nope, 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 nope. Do you know what's fucked up about that as well? Well, what actually really upset me about that is like, so you have your own lo- a specific logbook locker, but you don't have any blankets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's your linen closet, motherfucker? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So okay, what here's, else? here's another thing. Well, I mean, this is kind of slightly more meta and more to do with our last review. Oh, okay. So we had sort of thought this was a 12-parter. Well, it turns out a... I owe you a drink. Do you? Yeah, I owe yes. you a drink. What did I say? So, so here's the bet. I, I need to re-listen to it because I'm not 100% sure I remember accurately. Podcast Land, listen to our last review, Frontier in Space. I'm pretty sure that we both agreed... These are two separate stories, entirely separate stories, like six-episode arc, six-episode arc. But I was sure that they were going to name-check the Ogrons and the Draconians, ah. and you were sure that they would not mention <laughs> them at all. Completely forget about it. Like, like a totally separate <laughs> yeah, story. That's a hundred percent what the fuck happened. They do mention the Ogron planet. That doesn't fuck. No, it doesn't count. No, it doesn't <laughs> count. I'm not, I'm not going to get out of this drink. Don't worry about it. I owe you a drink. They do not name-check the Draconians. They do not name-check... The fact that there was a whole other story that they literally just sort of abandoned. And, like, the, the really fucked up thing as well, Ogrons were such a signal towards Daleks. And Daleks turn up at the end of the last episode. Yeah. And what the f- yeah. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, no. No, 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 no. 
Hang on. At the, at the end of the last episode, you said this is a terrible 12-parter. And I'm sure I said, I think this is two six-parters. But you were right. You were right. That, like the second half of this 12-parter or the second six-parter, whatever you consider this to be, zero connection to the last <laughs> zero. one. Other than the doc is still a bit shot. Were you hoping to find out what happened to the draconians? Sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> What happened? <laughs> uh, so this, uh, we're getting to a point here where this serial is just beginnings with no endings. <laughs> that would be interesting. This could be interesting. It's like the opposite of Lost. Yeah. It, do you know what else? <laughs> do you know what's really, really sad? Actually, there's also no mention of the master. So the last episode, the yes, last serial that was, was the last, um... a Delgado serial because he passed away after it, and. I'm going to guess they probably wanted to have the master as part of this and they probably had to rewrite it in some way. But it's a little, I feel it's almost a little shitty on their part. Like, just say something. Give him a farewell of some kind, you know. Well, but then are you giving a farewell to the character who won't, isn't being who is, bid for a No, that's true. Or you, how, do you, how does one, to the actor and the man, how do you, pay respects in a timeline. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like you could just say, you could literally just ham fist a line in there, something just to acknowledge that, uh, oh man, the, the master's still stuck there. We kind of feel for him. Like, oh, now he's just stuck on some rock somewhere. Then, like Who I knows s- when he's going to get off that like rock? Like I said, is that, the, is that homage to the character or the man? Because what you're looking for is homage to the man. Right? Yeah. Um, and I feel like people do that in shows all the time, don't they? They do, but I wonder if it'd be, especially when the character isn't coming back. Okay, I'm going to make a parallel between Doctor Who and another franchise, a natural parallel. The Fast and the Furious. Oh, so- yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, don't say any more, I got you. Right? Yeah, yeah. Done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall we go to another point? Please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Quickly and furiously. Spyrodons. You, you started talking about Spyrodons. Well, just the concept of the Spyrodons. Um, <laughs> so, you know, wandering around in the big purple coats, yeah. right? That was kind of cool. The purple coach just because, like, you know, Technicolor and why why not have, you know, instead of having, like, brown yetis, big purple yetis. Yeah. And also, like, the idea that rather than saying, oh, we've got big purple things, like, no, actually, the people at Untied are invisible. We just, they just use this to shield. I, all of that I actually found very clever. Wasn't it amazing that we got to see one? Yes. Also clever. I thought this was going to be another one of those cop-outs. I've even written, oh, great, yet another invisible four. Because it, it, we've had, I think, Twice in Classic Who, we've already had invisible aliens, and it was clearly just, well, you didn't have the production value. Yeah, exactly. You didn't have the budget to, you know, create a new outfit or whatever. But no, it's actually, not only is it integral to the plot, Yeah, they they did make an effort to sort of embody them in some ways, and actually we did get to see one. One that was courageous as fucking agent, and the others that were sort of, you know, slavish. It was, they were good. They did a good job. I agree. Yeah. I really, really liked them. I, 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 I... can't remember the name of the one that we... Wilson, or whatever the fuck you say. He had, like, a really, like, normal name. It's like, oh, Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wrote... Weston. 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 They're yeah. all named after genres of movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. The night that they spend in the... What's that place called? The Hot Rocks? Yeah. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all these eyes light up around them. What yeah. did you think of that? <sighs> Really? Nothing. I loved it. I loved it. I did quite like the bit we said, so you get the fire and it backs them out and it's like, you know, we have to, you know, well, we need the fire, well, we need, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Seemed 
cool, but no, I didn't do much for me. I really liked it. So Podcast Land, just in, just for context, in case you're not familiar with this, so they, they have to spend the night, like they make a little encampment, whatever. Yeah. They have to spend the night there. It gets really dark, and all of a sudden, all these animals surround them, and you just see the, the eyes light up around them. But the only thing that pissed me off about it was that they waste all of their ammo just scaring them away, and then the doctor goes... Shall we maybe just try to scare them off with the fire that we've already lit? Yeah, let's do that. Oh, it worked? Great. No more ammo, though. I know, it sucks. That's it. Yeah. All right. I got another thing. Sorry, we're jumping around here. Okay. But the um, model for the many, many thousands of Daleks. Wait, the model? So so there were, the, there were a couple of Daleks they had when they were actually interacting with the Daleks. Yeah. Oh, you mean the the miniatures? The miniatures. Oh, I they're love them. They're just like keychain jobbies. I love them. They're, they're a lot like the tiny, teeny, tiny dollies that I have upstairs. The tiny, tiny. I, I like them. Yeah, they were quite sweet. I mean, they definitely look like bullshit. But yeah. yeah they, they, like, <laughs> they were sweet. Also, what was it? Because the molten ice came in. Yeah. The water. Yes, that's uh, the one. But didn't look like water. Do you know why? Why? Because it wasn't water, dude. It's some other chemical in the heart of this planet. Fuck off. No, it's not. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's like a giant dick. Also, when were Daleks so easily, like, physically manipulated? So just stay out of range of their little their, their gun, so, like, get close to them. Yeah, you're you right. just push them about like a Tesco trolley. Uh, yeah, this is also one of the few serials where we encounter the whole, well, just throw a top over one and they can't do anything. Yeah. yeah, just completely helpless. Yeah, you're right. I'm not a huge fan of Daleks like this because hmm. it really m- turns them into wheelie bins they really are like bumbly wheelie bins yeah yeah exactly yeah. also we didn't get enough um fire gun kill like the the, the wicked the, one of the best things about the daleks is how they the, kill people yeah the squirty yeah. squirty gun yeah yeah there's that twice lots of exposure no exposure twice okay. <laughs> um yeah yeah i think so too yeah. once is when they fire at the girl thal who's inside a dalek and then cut to she's not inside the dalek and, she, and the doctor literally goes well you got out of that dalek quickly enough didn't you <laughs> Like, really? <laughs> what? When did that happen off screen? I, I love those. It's just like, <laughs> Joe, I thought you were dead. I saw they, they destroyed the ship. Nope. Okay, moving on. <laughs> In that scene where they're reunited, there, there are a few things that really, really bug me. Yeah. Okay, so remind me that there's one more point after this that I really want to really ask you about because it perplexes me. But first off, Doc and Joe, they sit down to one side and to the other side, we get Thal number one, the space medicine expert, who's talking to his wife, lover, girlfriend, whatever. Space wife. Space wife. <laughs> He's talking to his space wife, exactly. Terry would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we get a few lines. This soundbite from 1250, episode four. But when we were on the Ogron planet, we, we put a stop to their plan to sort of cause a war. Sort of. Start a war. Anyway. <laughs> And then the worst thing ever happens in that entire series of interlocutions. The doctor literally goes, there's a woman over there. Joe, you've got woman bits. Go and yeah. talk to that woman and I'll be here with the man. And then we literally mute the two women. Yeah. We see them talking, but we just mute them. And while they are clearly failing the Bechdel test in one corner of the screen, the two men talk about war. <laughs> yes. It's horrendous <laughs> but there's more there's more of the minimizing of the wound roll so oh, really? um when they're they're figuring out the fridge bit and the molten eyes and whatever yeah they're like woman filed you stand guard and as soon as they they try to break you down 
let us know. You and me come, you know, you and you come with me whilst we sort out this this Dalek menace. Yeah. And they start breaking through. And she goes, ah, Doctor, you know. And they come up, then the, the rest of the cast come over and they're like, that should hold him for a while. I was like, hang on. <laughs> Wait. What gives you this impression? <laughs> <laughs> this super race of like. <laughs> but we put a table against the door. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> killing machines are not being stopped by your fucking ping pong table, like your half a ping pong table. <laughs> Like you, your only role is is lookout. You can't offer anything else to this mission. Correct. And a guest cannon fodder. Yeah, and also you're you're a foil for the man. Yeah. Because now Thal number one, space medicine chap, he's like, well, I can't do my job if if there's a vagina on board. <laughs> How am I going to concentrate now? I'm going to have to worry about you. You know, you've just jeopardized everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sarge, so, so I like to think of uh, Terry Nation's like book of, of notes just full of other, you know, other ideas for different shows, not Doctor Who, but like, yeah. you know, Dr. Quinn's Space Medicine Woman. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> we did something with this. Did we? We did something with this. There was someone called no. Dr. Quinn. Oh, yes, there was. Yeah. Because I remember, I definitely remember saying like, Dr. Quinn made his own woman, man. <laughs> 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 I remember scolding you. Uh, like, oh, wait, no, there was a second thing I was going to ask you about because I don't understand this. All right. And this happens, this culminates in this one scene. Mm. So the, the, I'll say what it culminates in and then I'll ask you the question and then you just, I'll just, please, just let her rip. Mm. When Joe and Doc and everyone, when they, when they suddenly meet up, Joe has literally just taken the two lunchbox bombs, put them on the ground with a timer that's still ticking and they just talk. And everyone forgets about them for the longest time. <laughs> I feel like th- this is a Jacob's Ladder scenario. They all died in that scene. And the rest of the do- <laughs> the rest of Doctor Who from episode four onward is just the afterlife of Doctor Who. Anyway, so here's my question to you. Can you explain the bomb-diffusing subplot? <laughs> is it not in the same vein of we start a thing and then don't need this anymore? No, because they do need the bombs. They need the bombs, but not necessarily the diffusing subplot. So the, there's a there's a bit where the Daleks go, oh, we've captured one of the Thals. We've got this map, which is now stuck to to our sucker. <laughs> Stand far away from another Dalek and he'll read the map. And, the, <laughs> and this map tells them exactly where all the bombs are. Yeah. Uh, as in where bombs have been planted to blow up. The Daleks find two of the bombs, no, three of the bombs, mm-hmm. and they go, all right, now detonate them. They don't move them. They detonate them. Exactly. And, uh, and Joe just happens to salvage two of them, right? So when the third one goes off, the Daleks probably th- think that all three have gone off. But two things bother me about this. One, the Daleks wanted them to blow up there. The Daleks just let that happen. Yes. And two, when the third bomb blows up, it also takes two Daleks with it. <laughs> well, they are, the pretty, they are pretty like cutthroat with that. What? <laughs> they didn't need to be. Uh, Did they not tell the other Daleks? Like, maybe avoid this area. There's a bomb going off. <laughs> I think they expressly sent them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. But the Daleks, the Thals wanted those bombs to blow up. Why don't the Daleks move them elsewhere or defuse them? Because secretly, <laughs> they I also see. want to know what the fuck molten ice is. 
Oh, so they're hoping that some of that stuff is going to gunk out of the wall. They're just like, what is it? Is it water? Oh, I don't know. It sounds like water. <laughs> it sounds like water. <laughs> <laughs> I must know. <laughs> okay, can I tell you what my favorite, favorite part of this entire storyline is? Right. And then please tell me that you agree. <laughs> it's when they craft a balloon to go up the shaft. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> a balloon will save us. Isn't it great? It's not even a balloon. It's like a sail. Yeah, like yeah. They parasail upwards. <laughs> I love that entire subplot because they're just standing there. It's like a good fifteen minutes of television across two weeks. <laughs> it's just them standing in a tube. It's the best. I love it. What's the question for you? How far up do they go in that thing? The doctor says it, I, I believe. I, I don't know. Doesn't he say, like, oh, a couple of miles at least? Something like that. Right? Does he? If he does, then that, uh, I don't know how that works. Any idea how far to the surface? Miles, do you think? Don't forget we start at the lowest level of the city. Should be a long, slow haul. I think in the, begin- in the very beginning, when they're going up the shaft, I think he says that. Well, my question was going to be, how does Cafilate then just lower a rope? <laughs> it's a really big rope. Okay. He, he, as well as being, um, he's not the space medicine. Woman, nope. is he? No, of course not. So he, so we've got the space. <laughs> he's got, we've got the space medicine person. Yep. There's, there's this uh, other. Everyone has a specialty, and his is doing that one magic trick with the the handkerchiefs. Oh, what a dude! There you go. Classic. Miles and miles and miles. He's doing it just to impress Joe. <laughs> she taught him about handshakes, and he taught her about the hanky trick. Yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> I like the handshake bit. Yeah? Mm. Okay. That's quite sweet. All right. <laughs> See, you're a teddy bear inside. I am. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Pumpkins Trivia Corner. <laughs> okay, here's a fun thing. One chap, his I'll name is... judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, one of the chaps, I think this is Mr. Space Medicine, Taron. Is that Taron, Space Medicine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Taron, he was played by a chap called Bernard Horsfall. Great name. Stop there. And I, rem- <laughs> and I remember at a prior point, we encountered Bernard Horsefall and you on that recording in that review said, I wonder what his ancestors were famous for. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that. So I figured, all right, we've encountered him before. <laughs> Whom did he play? Here's who he played. He played not only Chancellor Goth, the Time Lord, hmm. but he also played Gulliver. And there's the theory Shit. of Gulliver is Goth it's or Goth yeah. is Gulliver. He's also this chap. He's also Mr. Space Medicine Man. Hot damn. Pretty cool, eh? Mr. Horsfall. <laughs> um, well, oh, right. I fell off my horse. There you are. Yeah, John. That'll haunt you. <laughs> <laughs> for generations. <laughs> Jimmy, we just got a new nickname for you. <laughs> oh, I thought I'd be like Jimmy Horse Rider. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> on that note, why don't we just pop in a little soundbite as well to segue into the next one. This is episode 2, 20 minutes in. Yes, I'll dismantle the circuitry, reverse the polarity, and convert to a low-power receiver transmitter with a positive feedback. That's right. Yeah. Get another one of those. Priorities. Love that. Doesn't Earth constantly, well not constantly, but occasionally reverse its own polarities? Wait, what? Like, the oh, poles, they switch. Do they really? Yeah, apparently. Actually, wait, hang on, I've read this I think somewhere. I remember this from GCSE. Yeah, I feel like this is... Is that reversing polarities? Yes. Cool. Done. <laughs> I'm just going to start shouting at him, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I can't find any more trivia that's worthy of mention, but I have found a couple of points that, at least while watching this, I found entertaining enough to scribble down. 
Number one, Joe suggests Latte fly the Dalek ship to Scaro. So now just take a moment and imagine that literally all of the controls aboard that ship are soccer based. <laughs> You're just going to have a really tired mouth. <laughs> Joe teaches Coffee Latte about handshakes. Little does she know that's not a Thal hand. <laughs> Awful. And other one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a Terry Nationism. The invasion of all solar planets is to begin today. Yes, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. we, we shall start our invasion of all solar planets. <laughs> well, okay. As opposed so, to planets without a sun. No, 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 but this is, this is uh, that's, I think, patently wrong. Again, people are left to try. They're all... No, no, no. no. So Sol... Is our sun. Is our sun. Yeah. Not other... Stars, but we so, do say solar systems, as yeah, in no, suns. Solar is also no, we, just I'm Latin. Not sure for we some. do say systems. I think we just say solar system, as in our system, and then every subsequent system is a different system. Is a so star like, system, like the fucking Alpha Centauri system. Really, I think so. In either case, it's a terrinationism. This is sort of a, an elongation of the terrination phenomenon that was perfectly exemplified in the Daleks' master plan, where he doesn't know solar system, galaxy, and universe from one another. They're like the they're just shit. they're all <laughs> interchangeable, you know. The uh, solar galaxy, the solar <laughs> planet. Pluto can get it. <laughs> Pluto's a planet. Okay, <laughs> guess it was at the time. <laughs> Is it a solar planet? <laughs> it is a solar planet. Uh, okay, another soundbite just for funsies. Episode 4, 155. Proceed immediately to the point where the shaft emerges. He's <laughs> such a child. <laughs> I love this stuff. And also, when they're going up the shaft mm. in their, on their, attached to their sail, obviously they're out of range because it just dawned on me, Daleks can't aim upward. They can't. Like dogs can't look up. <laughs> Which I feel is a lie. We've had this conversation before, you I don't I. know, man. I, I swear dogs I look up all the time. Can they? <laughs> like directly up? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you can, you can play with, you can like have a little toy. Yeah, but I don't think you can like, like look right up. But fine, just take a step backward. Whatever, like they're Daleks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such bullshit because they're, they're all underneath the, whatever, the tube, right? The exhaust, whatever yeah. the vent is. And then they're like they're aiming maybe 45 degrees upward and firing like, aren't you just ruining your lab? <laughs> yes. Anything else? Anything else? Oh, okay. One last thing. Why did Doc say in episode one, why did he say he was going to sleep for a long period of time? Why didn't he just go, Joe, I may be asleep for upwards of 10 minutes. <laughs> we could have I, saved ourselves so I much grief. I on my face, <laughs> but that's, that's cool. Don't worry about it. Um, also, linen cupboard is the second on your left. <laughs> Ratings? Yes, Scott. And now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong, hey, la 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 la. Ratings. Hum. How to feel. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is a conundrum I've tried. I've pondered this so often. How do I feel? Um, <laughs> so, actually, remarkably, there's lots I sort of like. I don't know, because we've maybe had a good conversation about it. Yeah. And sort of always went behind. And I quite liked all the, like, vegetation growth. Like, I like the set, and I like those bits, and mm. and the th- and I kind of like the guerrilla warfare aspect, but, but that the, is very much present in the Daleks, but it's it's okay for a new generation, a new Doctor, I think. Um, I sort of like the Daleks and hate the Daleks. I like I like the fact the Daleks are back, and it's cool to, to be reviewing another Dalek serial. I, ha- I hate the 
this iteration. They were very bumbly, easily outdone. They didn't seem as menacing. Cool to see the introduction of Dalek Supreme and the Council and that stuff will come to, you know, a bit of a forebear for... for I think we've had the Supreme... There are so many different Daleks. I thought we've had Command Daleks, but the Supreme Dalek and a Council... Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't think we've had the council, but I'm pretty sure we've had the supreme. Dalek supreme. Dalek supreme. Like a chicken supreme. Um, <laughs> What's what I said before? Well, I said he sounded like a Pizza Hut menu option. Whatever, fuck it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that little bit with Joe was good, but otherwise she did a lot of stupid things. Yeah. Um, the doc? Yeah, he ran the show. He ran the show. That's yeah. Um, Damn right he did. But the fact that this didn't mention any of the, the stuff that came before it, that yeah. seemed to clearly inform it um uh, yeah right i'm going with a hearty 2.0 wow you serious mm. oh i'm going serious way above that i'm going up i'm going much higher than that right i love this cereal yeah <laughs> really really love this cereal i don't even care that it that terry nation's ripping off his own cereal i love the ones that he's ripping off as well i like this stuff yeah i enjoyed all of the cheesiness of this i want to rub rub it all over my body the only thing that bugs me about this is the the number of subplots that go nowhere, and I didn't even realize that there were so many of them until you and I sat down. The, the only thing that annoys you is several things. <laughs> well, well, like several big the things. main the main setting, the main plot of like we've not crashed, but like we've arrived on this planet. Oh, we got to team up with Thals to join them in their fight against the Daleks. We already know the Daleks. We know that they're bad guys, and we got to stop them from taking over the universe. Or the galaxy, or the solar system. Take your pick, Terry Nation. <laughs> <laughs> I like that as that that plot. Yeah. Then what I don't like is along the way we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have this little bacteria thing that's not gonna pan out. We're gonna have these other things not gonna pan out. Here, Joe, why don't you play with this recorder for a bit? Not gonna pan out, etc., etc. That I don't like, but I can kind of live with it. I thought this was hugely entertaining. I wonder if maybe these are my favorite thals. Like they, they, I like these better than I liked the the portrayal of Thals in certainly in the Cushing movie. Right, they were too like just out there. Like they were too lots of glitter and. It was a movie, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. That is that's true. Like they they made them the wrong kind of alien in a way. Whereas here they're like, all right, cool. You made zero effort. <laughs> Actually, do you know what thing that also fucked with me? It was like, all right, well, back to Scaro, where we will be safe, free of Dalek. <laughs> And the dog didn't go, uh, just one second. <laughs> just one second. Well, it is also their planet. No, quite. But maybe you want to Uber to a different planet. Um, just... Yeah. Yeah, no, fair. <laughs> I still like that. I also like all the other little hints that we get of new. We didn't talk about this, but like the, there's the moment where Doc is in a cell with doll number three or four or whatever. And um, he's like, all right, well, we got to assembled something like empty out your pockets and eventually they assembled something that is quite clearly just a cassette tape but while they empty out their pockets like what have you got oh, i've got this sonic screwdriver i've got a hanky no i've got nothing like, you have a sonic screwdriver if this were new that's where it would end like yeah. you have the sonic screwdriver that's your way out of everything and in this case it's just it's just a screwdriver mm. it's great love it i gave the daleks which this is very clearly a ripoff of i gave that 4.3 shit because I loved it. Back in the day, you were easily impressed. Oh, dude, watch it. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I'm going to give this 3.9. Woof. Yeah, because it's not quite four material, which I think I said about the last one. Your heart is one too easily. No, I really like this one. I really like this one. I, I don't mind if we get one of these with every doctor. Mm. You know? 
metric nuts ton <laughs> magic nut ton of fabulous mini reviews they're all amazing and whilst we have have tried in the past to judiciously read out everything everyone's yeah. uh, read i think today is the actual day where we've hit our hit the the limit we're on sort of what are we on nine ten? Well, we have 10 yeah we have 10 in total might end up being longer than, than the actual that, podcast yeah <laughs> so what we're going to do what we've agreed to do is hopefully read out a couple of tidbits from each one of them yeah um as well as the ratings and we seriously enc- i mean we always say this we really really do mean it we really really encourage you to go to whobackwhen.com and go through these read them in their entirety because they are amazing stuff they- Thank you so much, everyone who sent in a mini for this. Awesome stuff. There's enough here to fill your lunch break. Yeah, absolutely. Without further ado, the first one goes uh, comes from Michael Ridgway. Michael Ridgway. How you doing, Michael? Hello. So I'm going to read just a couple of quick points that I found pretty fun. Okay. um, Which helpfully Michael breaks it down in bullet points. So a couple of things he liked: grumpy golden Dalek, invisible Daleks, uh, and a couple of beefs. Why do spirodons all suffer from asthma? Very good point. <laughs> yep. Uh, and why does everyone keep touching stroke wading into the sub-freezing molten ice? Yeah. And what does he give it? He gives it a 2.1 out of 5 globs of molten ice. <laughs> I oh, See, this is why I'm both happy and sad. I don't feel like that does uh, this mini credit. No, there are many funny things. To I'm going gonna, gonna to say slash think this about all of them. Uh, so please go to whobackone.com and read these in, this, in their full splendor. Michael, thank you so much for sending that in. Next up, we've got Carrie Smith. Hello, Carrie Smith. Hey, Carrie. You don't, I don't think I've, we've, I've read out a Carrie. No, I, I, I think this is the second mini by Carrie Smith, who has previously only uh, contributed to new reviews. Welcome aboard, Carrie. Yeah, welcome aboard. Can I read one? Mm-hmm. Okay, check this one out. The Daleks are really terrible at security. My office building is harder to get into than, <laughs> than the secret base. Oh, I was going to read that bit out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, you do one. Um, okay, the Doctor's speeches were a bit awkward in spite of how great Pertwee is, and Joe's romance with Latap is very sudden. I believe that's Café Latte. Café la- <laughs> <Cafe Latte. laughs> And she gives this a 3.5 out of 5. So far, one fairly... What did you give this again? 2.0. 2.0. So we've got one score very close to yours. We've got one score now a bit closer to mine. Right. Nice one. You can follow Carrie on Twitter. I do. She is at Nerdy Shelties. Thank you, Carrie. Next up. You about to get blessed. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. It is Trenton Bless. Hello, Trenton. So, a couple of things from Trenton. Uh, the cheapness of this story is really noticeable at times, like Daybreak on the Planet being conveyed by a studio light being switched on. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm going to read out the finale of this one uh, because it involves a little bit of maths. This story as a standalone story would end up being a solid 3.0 out of 5. But you need to pair this story with Frontier and Space. Do you? 
controversial, Trenton. They pair like a fancy meal and fine wine, says Trenton. You need to experience them both in one sitting for them to truly shine. So, if paired with Frontier and Space, this story is a 3.5 out of 5. If not, a 3.0 out of 5 will do just fine. <laughs> you need to experience both in one sitting. Hey, nobody no. got time for that. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like seven hours. <laughs> This reminds me of when our mutual friend Christian decided to, I believe he took a day off work and he tried to watch all three extended edition Lord of the Rings movies in one sitting. What? I need a personal day. Um. (laughs) Uh, Trenton, thank you very much for sending that in. Trenton can be reached on Twitter. He is at Trenton Bless. That's Bless with two S's. Next Next up, up. Matthew Dennison. No, no, no. Matthew Dennison. Oh, no, no, no. I insist. (laughs) Matthew. <laughs> That's my favourite thing ever. I love that. Hello, Matthew. <laughs> All right. Right. Any podcast host looking for a conclusion to Frontier in Space, satisfying or otherwise, will be sorely disappointed with Planet <laughs> of the Dalek. Jump to his score. Jump to his rating. <laughs> no, no, wait. wait. Uh, I'll read one as well. Mm. The LaTeX Joe romance, in quotes, has to be one of the least convincing in classic Who. Even LaTeX doesn't seem bothered when Joe turns him down. He just shrugs and heads back to the ship, presumably to hit on Rebek. <laughs> Despite that, I'll give it a 3.7. Boom. Nice. <laughs> you will be disappointed, 3.7. <laughs> awesome. I, I'm, I'm 100% on board. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Next up, PD Zunich. Zunich! Hello, Peter. So, Peter astutely writes, after making many very, very cogent observations, Yeah, what works doesn't make sense, and what makes sense just doesn't work. <laughs> I can't top that. That's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so, with all of that in mind, definitely read all of Peter's insightful comments. Oh, God, that's such a good line. That is a <laughs> really it, good line. It? But he gives it a rating of 2.4. Ooh. P.S. Not a direct continuation and not an accurate title for this story. (laughs) (laughs) Real fucking talk, Peter. That's real. That's so true. Next Next up. Arthur Fukshake. (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) I really hope you like my name for you. You like my, like, fucked fucked up name for you. (laughs) So Arthur starts... His serial, his uh, review with, I can handle bad Who serials, which are often entertaining in their own right, but this one was just mind-numbingly dull. I think that gives you a flavour of what he's driving towards. Here's another one, and I'm going to read this out because it also points to a soundbite that I forgot to bring up before. Arthur says, Considering that the Thals didn't even think Earth existed, they seem to have had no problem tucking into a bar of Cadbury's whole milk, twocking door handles from B&Q, and occasionally referring to themselves as human. Here's a soundbite for that. I don't think I'm equipped to handle all this anymore. Why? Just because you found out that you're not made of stone? This job doesn't allow for human weakness. They should have sent a machine, shouldn't they? Bingo. (laughs) Which is, we've discussed that on Who Back When before, whether aliens have, you know, they're human rights, they're human beings, but they're not, thals are not humans. No. Anyway, and Arthur gives this a (laughs) 0.7. Wow. (laughs) It is based on a mathematical algorithm. (laughs) That takes into account, i got to read this. The fact that the first episode was possible, whereas the rest was complete shites. <laughs> How all maths works. Uh, Arthur, thank you very much for sending that in. All right. David E. David E. He's David E. 
He's Davidy. Yeah. Oh. It's like it's the condition of being like David. Like David. It's a bit David. He's a bit. Yeah, that's, yeah. I like that. That's very good. Yeah. He also has highs, lows, and some extra thoughts. Right. I'm going to read a high. You read a low. And okay. We'll do thing. Right. The jungle set looks pretty good, and the plants, even if this was the umpteenth time Terry Nation has written about carnivorous plants, the man was obsessed. <laughs> and a low. Why does the TARDIS oxygen supply run out at the beginning? Why can't the doctor sort it out? It makes no sense. No sense. True. So, David E. gives it a... Woo, a a Ponkin-like... A very good score. 3.9. Kerching. A very David E. score. Very David. I like it. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah, nice one, man. Thank you very much, David. The final thought we will reserve for Kyle Rath. I, I, do you know, I okay. just like his first word. Da- the Daleks 2, the Dalekening, or Space, the final affront. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of, of truncated thoughts. Uh, to make an unnecessary six-part story short, they have chosen to take a groundbreaking and universe-defining science fiction stroke horror story, stripped away everything that was good, decent, and added some colour and covered it in the 70s-style glitter goop. <laughs> he also says, Fortunately, Joe narrowly avoids a lifetime of boring racial purity, and the Doctor takes her home. <laughs> I like the idea of someone thinking about racial purity as just boring. Not just like insidious or terrible. It's just like, see, boring. Everyone's a bit blonde. All <laughs> oh, oh, right. Another blonde. Brilliant. Like, no one's ever made that argument no. before. No, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And so Kyle gives it a 1.8 out of 5. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. Also acknowledging that it is a rehash. You can follow Kyle on Twitter. He is at Sinister Super Spy. That's super without any vowels. We did also get a maxi, more so a maxi than a mini, from Paul Forber. Thank you very much, Paul. You can find it on the website. Read in its full splendor. It will give you a very detailed account, both on screen and behind the screen of this serial. And uh, while you're at it, why not say hi to Paul online? He is at Wordsmith Paul. Okie dokie. Right. That's it. Next up... On the classics is... The Green Death. Shazamatron. Also, just to add, two things. Two things. Numero uno. So next one's going to be a new who. We're going to have Vincent and the Doctor. Then we're going to have The Green Death. Then we're going to have The Lodger. Then it is our 200th episode. And we're going to do some special things. There's something cool that's coming up. In brackets, it might be a video episode. (laughs) (laughs) And we're definitely going to want to hear from you guys. Yes, we absolutely do. Uh, So stay tuned. We're going to pop some notes on uh, the the tweets and on the Facebookies, which will indicate what we're after. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So please do that. Oh, man, I'm really looking forward to it. The other thing I wanted to say was there is now a Who Back When article archive. It is live. The blog has gone live and there are lots of really, really clever people blogging on whobackwhen.com. So go to whobackwhen.com. You'll find the archives there. There are only uh, two or three articles up there at the moment, but more will come. And if you want to become a, let's call it a Who Back When correspondent yourself, then uh, get in touch. There's a correspondence FAQ on the website. And you can email whobackwhen at gmail.com for more questions. Whoop, whoop. People can follow you on Twitter. They can. At Nikolele. Like Ukulele, but with Nick. Uh, you can follow me as well. I'm at Ponkin. You know how to spell that. If you don't, sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next time, thank you so much. You've been a wonderful audience. Rock on and cha-chao. Bye. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends! But I've got no friends! No problemo, tell some strangers! Hey! 
Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash whobackwhen. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it. We're at whobackwhen. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit. Listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own. Browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, cha ciao. Who back when?